0: Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the YouTube channel and the podcast. Today, we be mocking. It's Friday, so we're going to mock draft on sleeper.com. We're getting oh so close to the season. As of my recording of this, it's going to be about a week or two before it actually releases. So if anything major happens with a player, right? Some players ended up ruled out because of an injury. Like we just had Kelvin Harmon a few days back, right? ACL tear, things like that. Alshon Jeffrey, Clarity, unlikely the pup list. So if anything like that happens and you see a guy that's getting drafted higher and you're like, why are they drafting him there? He was injured or something happened, right? It's because of that. if anything happens and the season gets pushed back, anything that I'm not expecting right now, right? It's just because of the time I'm recording this, that has not yet been decided. Added any of that news no players uh, additionally injured so i'll point out any of that are at this time mainly the ones i just said but thank you for being here we're going to draft this i'm going to draft from the 12 spot in a ppr 12 team format i believe it's going to be like a 14 to 16 round draft so we're going to be doing it a little bit deeper again i always encourage people to have like 20 rounds in your drafts even in your season-long drafts take advantage of your league mates by dominating the draft it's harder to dominate a draft when you're only picking 14 or 12 guys uh, for the purposes of this mock, I'm not going to do the whole 20 team draft because you guys would be here for an hour plus, unless that's something you're interested in. I can record an hour plus of mock drafting and edit it up and chop it up for people. But I assume most people don't want to see that. But my name's is A lot of people, since we're only about a month or so away from the season, are probably just getting into fantasy football this year. A lot of people are just going to discover me. So if this is the video that you discovered me, welcome. It's really nice to meet you. Please do consider if you enjoy at any point this video, hitting the like button, totally free to do so. And the big old subscribe button that just popped up, bottom right hand corner tapping the notification bell. All those things help this video actually reach more people. Like You doing that tells YouTube, show it to more people because these people aren't engaging with the content. So I do appreciate that. I do a weekly giveaway on the podcast, whether you're listening there or if you're listening right now on YouTube, $50 giveaway once a week to one podcast reviewer. Now, some weeks, there's only like two people who leave a review. So be sure to check that out and take an advantage of the Salve show over on iTunes. So with that being said, let's just get right into it. I'm going to begin this draft from the 12 spot. I have my rankings up on my other monitor over here for PPR format formats right now, as of right now, for every single position, my top 150s, my tiers, all those things I like to draft with. Again, you can get all those. They're on my Supreme Draft Guide, just $10. I don't know, Monkey Knife, I might be in this any day now. So I'll be sure down below in the description to check out my Supreme Draft Guide, all those things that I just said to help you dominate your draft, along with player profiles, key stats and databases that you should be looking into every single year before your draft. And you can just dominate your league mates $10 extra, you're pretty much probably going to be set up best out of everybody in the league with the information you have to win that league. That is down below. That's the rankings I have right over here on my shoulder as I look at the running back rankings. So let's start it up from the 12 spot. We're going to be drafting. I think it's a nice spot. So just look at the turn. I have a lot of other videos in the playlist if you want to look at any other free strategy videos for this year. Alrighty, so we've had the first eight picks come off the board and some some interesting things. Dalvin Cook went second overall, then Saquon, then Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Zeke, Derek Henry, and Devontae Adams. So nothing crazy stands out. Outside of Dalvin Cook going second overall. Look, I don't think he's going to hold out, um, but that is a little bit risky. I guess this person just wanted to take Dalvin Cook second overall. Uh, maybe most of the time there you're seeing Saquon go, then Zeke. If you're just tuning in for just starting your fantasy season, that is a little bit out of the ordinary. Dalvin Cook going second overall. I personally wouldn't be doing it. Saquon would be my second pick, then Zeke, then Kamara based on my rankings. Dalvin Cook right now for me is my running back six. I moved them below Joe Mixon for the time being, just because Dalvin Cook's holdout risk seems a little bit more severe than Joe Mixon based on the money that they're asking for. If you're asking for less money, it's more likely that you're going to actually get your deal. So we'll see once the time comes. Let's see I'm about three picks away from my turn. I want to be targeting back-to-back running backs here. I think that's a strategy I'm going to go for. There's still a lot of running backs on the board. Only, I would say right now, only six have come off. I would assume at least one to two more are going to come off in the these next three picks before mine. Let's see how that goes. And then I'll kind of go over my thought process once I'm on the clock after we see who goes in these next few picks. So three running backs go in a row. Kenny and Drake, Joe Mixon goes at the 110. Really good spot to get Joe Mixon. Nick Chubb at the 111. So currently I still have my number nine and 10 ranked running backs left on the board. I think I might just double tap them here. I'm looking at what's left at wide receiver. Obviously only two receivers have gone. So Julio, Tyree, Kenny Galladay, DeAndre Hopkins, those types of guys. Uh, so I'm looking at it right now. Miles Sanders is my number nine running back as of right now. Josh Jacobs is my number 10. Then there's my number 12, 13, 14, a little bit of a drop off to those guys. So I think I'm just going to double tap Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs, both second year players, both who seem to have very significant roles in their offense. The issue with Josh Jacobs is the passing game role, right? Jalen Rashard resigned, obviously a weapon back there in the pass catching role. And then also you do have now Lynn Bowden coming in, who is a wildcat quarterback and run the ball and uh, play out of the slot. That can be an issue for Josh Jacobs. But at the end of the day, a guy that they were giving 18 touches a game last year too, when he was healthy, even when he was not healthy towards the end of the season in his rookie year and he was able to dominate, they're not going to just say, okay, now we're going to give you 14 because we got to get Jalen Richard on the field to catch a pass or two. No. So I think the over-exaggeration of Josh Jacobs role is that people don't think he's going to catch a ton of passes. I, I guess that's fine, right? Like I-, I think he'll probably still see somewhere around like a 25 reception, 30 reception season. And that's not the elite 50 to 60 to 70 receptions that you're getting out of some of these first round picks, but that kind of ends after, I don't know, the, the security and that ends after like Alvin Kamara. Maybe you can tell me Joe Mixon is in that range. I would believe it. But the upside, Kenny and Drake with the upside, but I don't think it's a locked in thing. So I'm going to take Miles Sanders here, who I think actually has locked in 50 plus reception season, if healthy. And then with a back-to-back pick right there, I'm just going to go Josh Jacobs. So I'm forfeiting a top end wide receiver right now and Julio, Tyree, Kenny Galladay, because by the time these next 20 something picks come back around to me, all the running backs are probably going to be sucked up. So we go Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders, both of the second year backs. I like getting young running backs on my team that are going to probably see at least 16 touches a game. Josh Jacobs case, maybe even 18 miles Sanders. If he does indeed take on uh, more carries on the ground, like you're going to get four receptions a game out of miles Sanders. So if you're getting those 15 carries on the ground or so, as long as they're in positive game scripts, which I expect they just signed Jason Peters after Brooks got hurt. So that kind of fills in for that uh, drop on the offensive line with a big addition to Jason Peters, a longtime veteran there just resigns. So I like this turn that we just got here, Sanders and Josh Jacobs. So the second round comes to an end wide receiver starts to go off the board more so than running backs which is a little bit of a surprise to be honest with you only three running backs go in the second round um, or four running backs three running backs after I took Josh Jacobs but you get two quarterbacks the top two that normally come off the board in the second round or so Mahomes or Lamar Jackson George Kittle goes before Kelsey I don't see that often but I'm obviously I'm not against it I think they're both in that tier one of tight ends this year the only two that are in tier one but then you get a lot of wide receivers to go off the board and what it does is right now entering the third round it leaves a ton of good running backs to the point where I still want to take running backs my number one draft strategy if you have not watched a lot of my videos. Is to get three running backs in my first four picks, and ideally four running backs in my first five picks. As long as I'm not reaching at the running back position, as long as good running backs that I think are going to be seeing uh, somewhere around 250 to 270 plus touches in their offense, both on the ground and the receiving game, are there in at least viable situations. Now I think that you can go running back, running back, receiver, running back, and I think that's a really good start. But it all depends on what falls to you. So we'll see what happens at the end of the third round. But just recapping that second round, yeah, I thought that Aaron Jones going is, is okay at the end of the second round. Obviously, it's not as early as he's going in some drafts right now at like end of the first, beginning of the second. But Aaron Jones, for me, there's still two guys that are left on the board that I would have taken before him there, Todd Gurley and Leonard Fournette. So Todd Gurley is still on the board as my RB13. Guys that went ahead of him would be Clyde edwards and Aaron Jones that I have ranked below. And right now we already have off the board at the wide receiver position, I believe seven wide receivers. Kenny Galladay was not one of them. He is my wide receiver five. I thought people reached on Mike Evans at the 212. He's my wide receiver 10. Three guys ranked ahead of him that are still on the board, Kenny Galladay, Alan Robinson, and Ode. Dell. Again, all these rankings are linked down below in the Supreme Draft Guide, just a piece of the puzzle uh, in that huge Supreme Draft Guide. Go get it, put a lot of work into it. Uh, You will have a ton more information than your league mates. If you do, you will not regret it. So let's see what happens with the third round. We'll see how it's trending once we get closer to my pick. So some of those guys I was just talking about, and I think all of them went off the board. Kenny Galladay goes literally with the first pick in the third round. That's a pretty good start for the first team. I probably wouldn't have gone Mike Evans though. Chris, Jim McCaffrey, Mike Evans, and Kenny Galladay. I'm not high on Mike Evans. You could have got Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, a big time running back there. Honestly, you could have just... Just waited waited. Uh, uh, what's happening after that at receiver, like Adam Thiel and Odell, I think these are equal, if not better. I have Odell ranked higher than Mike Evans this year. But then a run on running backs goes, right? The first three picks are not running backs. And I'm like, okay, maybe we can get like a Leonard Fournette to fall to us here or something. But then it goes Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, on Bell, Melvin Gordon, and James Conner. Four in a row at one point and five out of six picks. So we're two picks away from my pick. I'm still looking running back, but guys like Allen Robinson are still on the board. And obviously I have back-to-back picks here. So it doesn't really, it doesn't really technically matter which pick I go with the third because nobody's going to lose to me in the fourth since I'm back-to-back, but I'm two picks away. One of these two picks is probably going to be Allen Robinson. If he drops, he's my wide receiver eight. Uh, He's my only top 10 receiver left on the board. And then it might be a decision to make if Chris Carson is there, if David Montgomery is there to lock up another running back, but there's a lot of good wide receivers on the board. Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, Robert Woods, uh, Juju, Amari Cooper. These types of guys are still there. Uh, We'll see what happens in these next two picks. So these next two picks. I mean, they make it easy to take Allen Robinson now, but they make it a little bit more difficult to snatch my fourth round pick. Um, So I'm looking at it. David Johnson and Chris Carson were the two running backs that I was probably going to be taking here. So I'm going to just go ahead and make it easy right now, since it doesn't matter which order I take them in and take Allen Robinson. So we have two stud running backs. We have a stud receiver, the only top 10 guy in my rankings left on the board at the wide receiver position. And now in the fourth round for me, it's a decision to be made whether I want to DJ more here for my fourth round pick and have two running backs and two receivers to start, which is not a bad idea, or to get a David. Montgomery right now do I think David Montgomery makes it 23 picks back to me at the 512 honestly no if I was to take a DJ Moore here I might have a chance at Kareem Hunt in the fifth round as my third running back maybe a Cam Akers but after that is when the running backs just fall off a cliff you're hoping for like a James White or a Ronald Jones to have a higher season than usual right to continue to catch a lot of passes if it's James White I'm looking at it right now and it's probably going to come down between David Montgomery and DJ Moore now the obvious talented option and guy who has a ton more upside at his position is DJ Moore in my opinion I mean you of Teddy Bridgewater who people might want to laugh at but uh, DJ Moore got it done with a bunch of dusty old players in Kyle Allen, Will Greer and an injured Cam Newton for a game and a half last year. I have no concerns about his ability to produce with Teddy Bridgewater but I'm looking at this and I'm saying it's positional scarcity now. If I lock up uh, 250 touches as a minimum here and you can check out my recent videos on some guys who I think are going to be values, must own values, David Montgomery type plays, um, guys who are going to bounce back. Those got types of videos where David Montgomery might be featured. He's going to be in line for another 250 touch season with 300 plus touch upside. Not a lot of running backs in the league can do that and i'm going to get him as my rb3 so the concern here is that dj moore clearly has top 10 wide receiver upside David Montgomery, though, he does have top 15 running back upside as long as his team is a little bit better. It really hurts to want to go David Montgomery over DJ Moore here, but got to lock up these running backs because I know if I go DJ Moore, I'm just not going to like my team at what comes in my next couple of running back options down the draft board later on. Whereas with the wide receiver position, I can be getting Terry McLaurin at my turn, right? So if I go David Montgomery here, and then at the turn, I'm able to like land a DJ Shark slash Terry McLaurin combo. I don't even care that I didn't get DJ Moore because those guys, in my opinion, have just as much upside. So let's go David Montgomery at the running back position. It really does come down to Montgomery. Montgomery, Jonathan Taylor, Devin Singletary. But right now I'm going to go with David Montgomery. So we lock up another wide receiver or a top wide receiver and another running back. My goal now would be at the next pick, seeing what's there, obviously, uh, but snagging maybe two of these younger receivers that I just talked about. DK Metcalf, DJ Shark, Terry McLaurin, those types of guys are the ones I'm really looking at. AJ Brown. I don't know if they all make it back to us. I'm hoping at least one does. And then if a Cam Akers or Kareem Hunt drop, taking one of them as well at the running back position. So we start with two stud receivers in my opinion, and then a bunch of good running backs. Well, after the fourth round, just way the way that it went, I'm not going to be too confident. I'm not going to be honest with you about one of these top wide receivers making it back. Already DK Metcalf and DJ Shark went off the board and a ton of wide receivers went in the fourth round, which is normally typical. I only drafted, I was one to draft one of three running backs in this round. And that's fine because later on when people are taking their dusty old, like a carry on Johnsons and they're taking, there, Alexander Madison's and all these dusty running backs. I'll be able to go in there and get stud wide receivers in that range. Maybe not stud overall wide receivers, but guys who have a great value for where they're being drafted while people have to forfeit those picks for just dusty old running backs. But I mean, a bunch of wide receivers go off the board, five in a row, seven out of eight picks at one point, overall eight wide receivers go in the fourth round. I'm looking at the board and I I still see good names on here. AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, Steph Diggs. Like These are names that I'm okay drafting. I would just really like AJ Brown and or Terry McLaurin to drop to me. I just have a, a pretty gut feeling that neither of those things are going to happen. Let's see how the fifth round starts off. There goes AJ Brown, four picks into the fifth round. It's to be expected at this point. So what's happening right now, a couple of picks in Devin Singletary went, which I was like, okay, good. People take running backs, take quarterbacks, take other, th- take other positions than the wide receiver position that I want. Um, I understand though, this is what's going to happen. Terry McLaurin, it's not my last hope. Like I still like a lot of guys in this range. You have Devontae Parker. I like Jarvis Landry a lot. I'm higher now on Julian Edelman than most people have been. Steph Diggs is still on the board. So we're about seven picks away from my pick. Maybe, maybe, fingers crossed Terry McLaurin somehow drops to us. Right now, my overall wide receiver 24, a top 25 guy for me. We'll see what happens in these next few picks. All right, three more picks went off the board. Kareem Hunt goes kind of early, the 5-6. I guess that's appropriate for Kareem Hunt. So now I'm looking at the board and running backs really drying up as well. So T.Y. Hilton goes off the board there. Uh, you also see a DeAndre Swift go off the board. So Cam Akers is my best available running back. I would like to get him at this turn. So the ideal situation is Cam Akers and Terry McLaurin drop here. And we snag both of them the situation that's probably most realistic in these next four picks is one or both of them go. So fingers crossed here, because I'm really hoping we get something here. This is a sweat right now. There goes Terry McLaurin with the next pick, literally the next pick overall. So now I'm starting to literally tilt on this mock draft alone. So all right, Cam Akers, just make it to us. I'm looking at wide receivers, Steph Diggs, Cortland Sutton, Jarvis Landry. There's names there. Um, I would like to see Cam Akers drop to us because getting Cam Akers at the beginning of the sixth round is pretty solid. Well, this is just straight bullshit because Cam Akers just went. uh, So that's exactly what happened. We were four picks away. We would have been happy with one of Terry McLaurin and Cam Akers. Obviously, their spots in ADP are approaching and coming up. I was hoping that one of them would fall to us not going to be the case. So now one pick away from my pick. I'm just going to let this person pick before I even try to start thinking about names. Um, But I have a couple of guys on my board just not happy about where that just went. So Russell Wilson goes at a quarterback spot. I wasn't planning on taking a quarterback here or a tight end right now since the top four are off the board. So I'm looking at my rankings overall. Steph Diggs stands out as an outlier at the wide receiver position that I would be okay getting to. Jarvis Landry I like over here. Sutton still on the board. At the running back position, it's a bunch of like just guys I don't want. Um, Like right now you have Raheem Mostar. I don't want him. I would rather. I'm never drafting where he most start no shot. No shot. I'm drafting a 28 and a half year old running backs who shown six weeks of any type of production. Um, there's just zero chance in a backfield that just brings in anybody and they work as long as they're fast at getting to the edge. Darius Geis. He has a lot of upside, but I don't really think I want to be drafting him. Uh, so right now I have Sanders, Jacobs, Alan Robinson, and David Montgomery. For those listening on the podcast, the running back position, my best five available are Raheem Mostart, Darius Geis, Matt Breida, James White, Tariq Cohen. So not great options. Best five available at wide receiver, Steph Diggs, Cortland Sutton, Devontae Parker, AJ Green, and Jarvis Landry. I think I'm going to go ahead here and I'm going to pack on Two guys, so I'm going to take two receivers here. Which again, not something I usually do. I usually snag a fourth running back at this point. I would have snagged Cam Akers and/or uh, Kareem Hunt if they were still on the board, but they're not. They're gone. So I'm going to end up snagging two wide receivers here. Um, Steph Diggs has dropped a lot, and he's a guy that I'm really looking at at this point at the end of the fifth, beginning of the sixth round. I'm going to secure Jarvis Landry. So I want Jarvis Landry here, no matter what. I, I know that. So Allen Robinson and Jarvis Landry, I think it's a good combo together. And now the decision comes down to at the beginning of the sixth round: Do I want a guy in Stephon Diggs? Um, or do I want a guy in Devonte Parker, AJ Green, Will Fuller, Julian Edelman? These are the names left on the board. So if you're still watching, let me know in the comment section. Let me know in your review on the podcast. If you want to do that for a chance to win $50, take a second of your time. Literally takes 30 seconds. Uh, and we're getting up there. We're like top 20 in overall fantasy podcasts with all the heavy hitters, ESPN, CBS. So be sure to check that out. Be sure to check out, again, the Supreme Draft guy down below. Uh, Steph Diggs, he's my highest ranked by a decent amount. I just, I feel uncomfortable drafting him here. I like AJ Green. Obviously, he's 32. So who knows what happens? Cortland Sutton, I'm worried about all the guys there in general, and I'm also more so worried about bad quarterback play. Devontae Parker is still there, but Preston Williams comes back healthy, potential quarterback change. This is a really tough spot to be drafting. Usually I would just draft another position at this point, but running back is very, very bad right now based on what's already gone off the board. So I think what I'm going to end up doing here is I might go ahead. I think Julian Edelman, he probably won't make it back around to us. So I might go ahead. I'm going to snag Julian Edelman here. I'm going to snag a very similar combination of players where you look at Julian Edelman and Jarvis Landry, guys who will primarily run out of the slot. Landry might move to the outside more this year if they go more to wide receiver sets with Kevin Skavansky's uh, former uh, Minnesota Vikings head coach or offensive coordinator offense coming into play here so what that happens now is you get Edelman I wouldn't have taken him here if Cam Newton wasn't there but it jumped Edelman up a decent amount of spots into my overall uh, top 30 picks at the wide receiver position so I end up leaving the digs and the Corland Sutton's on the board I'm fine with that man I was really hoping if one of Terry McLaurin or Cam Akers dropped to us the combination of McLaurin and Jarvis Landry the combination of Akers and Jarvis Landry just looks so much better there but we got three running backs we we got three receivers. We're six rounds into this. Let's see what happens as we continue to go. Six round end with some quarterbacks going off the board there, and while there are only two running backs, and Damian Williams and Raheem Mostart, because the running backs just suck right now, and then a bunch of receivers. So let's see what happens as the seventh round goes on. So we're two picks away from my pick right now, and, and I mean, people reached on Rob Gronkowski in the seventh round. People way, way, way reached on Drew Brees in the in the seventh round. That's like one of the worst picks I've seen. We still have a lot of good options left on the board. They mainly come from the wide receiver department. Uh, looking at running back, it's Matt Breida, it's tariq Cohn, Philip Lindsay, Jordan Howard. I don't like any of these guys looking at wide receiver will Fuller's still on the board i believe you still have christian kirk marvin jones so i think i'm going to double tap receiver here if indeed it gets to us and i'm probably going to go with two of the three of will fuller christian kirk and marvin jones as long as two of them don't go in these back-to-back picks so i'm up right now jk dobbins ends up going who i was going to look at for my next turn but he goes i guess early he just continues to go higher and higher up draft boards right now um so i'm looking at it right now i have the back-to-back picks at the end of the seventh beginning of the eighth round i have three receivers and three running backs I still don't need to go with a tight end or quarterback. I might do that at my next turn. It seems that I'm pretty content with just my three running backs that I have right now, who I think are three strong starters to see 250 plus touches apiece. They're three second year players, actually, now that I think about it more with the Montgomery pick. But I'm going to go ahead right now and get some guys who I think have dropped down the draft board. Will Fuller has dropped way down the draft board. I took him at the 712 because that's just way too late for Will Fuller, a guy who realistically is going to be the wide receiver one in this offense if he just stays healthy. And you saw his red zone role increase last year. And now for me, it's between Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones. I think I'm going to go out and take Marvin Jones here. Year just because of what he's done in his last 16 healthy games, it's actually been better than Kenny Galladay. Uh, the reason I don't say Christian Kirk over him, who I think are both, is just Marvin Jones, more of a red zone weapon. So even if he's not getting there with six, seven receptions per game, he's going to pay off in the red zone. Christian Kirk, a little bit of a smaller receiver. We haven't really seen that out of him. And DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best red zone weapons in the league the last five years up there with Devontae Adams. So go ahead and take Marvin Jones. So I think what we've done at wide receiver, I don't usually do this, right? I don't usually go, uh, normally I'll go with a ton of wide receivers in a row, but I'll have four running backs by the time that I do that. But five out of my last six picks have been wide receivers, right? Uh, four in a row. So my wide receivers now have gone from, um, you start with Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Allen Robinson, David Montgomery going running back heavy to now Jarvis Landry, Julian Edelman, Will Fuller, and Marvin Jones. I really like the way that this draft is coming on. Let's see what happens at the end of the eighth. At the ninth and 10th round, I'll start to look at tight end and, and quarterback and see what we have there and then pile on later on wide receivers and more running backs. So we're about midway through round nine. What Quarterbacks are starting to go off the board more so we're tight end. So I have to start to look at that. But look at the running backs going off the board. Marlon Maxwell, Michelle, Alexander Madison. So while these guys were drafting um, like their top end wide receivers early on in the drafts, right, ending up snagging in their first couple of picks like George Kittles and Lamar Jackson, so not even wide receivers, just going with the quarterback and and, an overall uh, quarterback and tight end starts at that point. Now you're looking at them having to piece together running back with Sonny Michelle and Alexander Madison. Uh, Seems like a tough job. So I'm going to be still looking at like right now on the board, Matt Burrito, Tariq Cohen are still on the board. Those are interesting options, but I need to really start looking at quarterback and and tight end, not because I need to draft them in the ninth and 10th round, although it's a start to where I have to, but because if I don't draft them here, another 23 picks will go around until the 11, 12 in the 12-1. And then I'm at a point where I could really be suffering at quarterback and wide receiver or quarterback and tight end. So we'll see what happens with the next few picks. Christian Kirk, I'll point out, is still on the board. If Christian Kirk drops me at this 9-12-10-1, I'm just going to have to take him out of pure respect that he's probably a seventh round pick, in my opinion, based on how I have him ranked at wide receiver 33. And as of right now, there's been like another nine wide receivers to go off the board already ahead of him. That's just a clear drop, in my opinion. So we got all the way to my pick. You can see there was a run on running backs. Five go in a row. Seven go out of eight picks in these middle rounds. Not great running backs, but the only like good ones left on the board, in my opinion, Tariq Cohen and Matt Breida, they go off the board, some strong backups in Latavius Murray and Tony Pollard go off the board. So my best available right now at the running back position is going to be Philip Lindsay, On Johnson, Duke Johnson. I don't want that. My best available though at wide receiver is very good. I mean, you're seeing guys like Emmanuel Sanders who just went off the board, dusty old slot receiver. You're seeing rookies like Jerry Judy, who I know people like a lot, but he's my wide receiver 51. Christian Kirk is still on the board as my wide receiver 33. I know I already have five wide receivers and four in a row and five out of my last six picks, but man, it's going to be hard to pass up on Christian Kirk. But I want to talk about what's going on at quarterback right now because I'm going to have to take one here. So tight ends here's the thing Christian Kirk taking him here is good but tight ends I have Mike Gusecki and John Woo Smith they're my 10th and 11th ranked tight ends now John Woo Smith might make a round back to me I don't think Mike Gusecki does as the quarterback position I have Matt Stafford and Carson Wentz as my ninth and 10th overall quarterbacks and Cam Newton 11th I don't know if all three of them make it back to me so I'm going to snag a Matthew Stafford here I think him and Wentz are pretty 1a 1b but we'll snag a Matthew Stafford to secure our quarterback spot and then we don't really have to draft one for the rest of the draft if it was just a deeper draft like 18 to 22 rounds I would draft another one but just since it's 14 rounds I don't Feel the need to. We get our quarterback. We get that taken care of. Now it's a decision between taking Christian Kirk, our sixth wide receiver in ten picks, which is which is definitely a lot, um, or go ahead and get Mike Gesicki, lockup up tight end. Now the thing that makes me a little bit less. Um, or feeling fine about passing on Gusecki here is I'm higher than marking on John U. Smith. So he's probably going to be there. I like guys who just naturally go later, like Hawkinson and Chris Herndon and Blake Jarwin and Ian Thomas, right? And even Noah Font. So although I think Gusecki has a lot of upside here and I, I I like the upside that he has, I think all those other guys have upside. So I'm fine piecing together a tight end. Like John U. Smith will probably be there at my 11th round pick um, and he is my 11th overall tight end. So I feel okay with that. So I'm going to pass on Mike Gusecki. I also have a lot of shares of him right now and I'm just going to lock up Christian Kirk here My sixth wide receiver and continue to pile on guys like i'm shocked christian kirk was still on the board and who knows maybe mike isekie will drop to us because let's look at all the teams that already have tight ends one two three four five six seven eight nine ten 10 teams already have tight ends in this draft. The only team that doesn't is me. Um, And this guy was going to pick in like two more picks. So it's a pretty strong chance that these guys don't go back to back tight ends. So that's another thing to look at the game theory, right? How many guys are actually going to be drafting tight ends before your next pick? Probably one to two at most right now. So Zach Moss goes off the board at running back. I just wanted to call him out. He was my second best available at this point. I thought he was a really good pick in the 10th round. I think that's a really strong pick for a guy who has a lot of upside. This drafter seems to have Derrick Henry, Melvin Gordon, DeAndre Swift, uh, Zach Moss. So pretty just solid draft all the way around, no like strategy of zero RB or anything like that. Wentz goes, McCall Harmon goes in the 10th round. That's fine. But I still have a bunch of guys ahead of him. He's my wide receiver 51. I get it that he's flashy. He's on the Chiefs, but he's just not going to play unless somebody gets hurt, right? He's just going to be a reserve guy who plays like 15 snaps, just like he did last year, unless somebody gets hurt. Um, the upside is if somebody gets hurt, but it's hard to really bank on that and spending a higher draft capital pick on him than you probably should. So the 10th round comes to a close and only one tight end goes off the board. So just two tight ends in the last two rounds, uh, Hayden Hurst, but Jared Cook was the pick in the last round. Jared Cook's my like tight end 18. I think he stinks to be honest with you. He was so good last year. I like Jared Cook. I'm a Packers fan. He gave me like one of the best memories ever with the Aaron Rodgers sideline catch in the playoffs against Dallas to beat them, right? Um, but in terms of where he should be ranked this year, no, a guy who had an insane yards per reception, an insane touchdown percentage last year um, on limited targets is not going to be a guy who can sustain that, especially when he's another year older, right? Uh, Drew Brees is another year older as well. That completion percentage is going to start to drop And the big one. Emmanuel Sanders is now in the middle of the field. So I'm feeling really good about potentially Mike Gusecki falling back to us. Uh, My top 15 quarterbacks are now off the board with Cam Newton and Daniel Jones going back to back to end the 10th round. So I'm very happy that we went Matt Stafford when we did, and we didn't wait on quarterback again, because then I would be choosing between my best availables of like Jared Goff, Jimmy G, Baker Mayfield, not terrible options, of course, but feel a lot more secure with Matthew Stafford being a top eight to top 10 quarterback. I was holding my breath, but Mike Gusecki made it all the way back around to us in the 11th round. I'm going to take my first tight end. This is easy money, Mike Gusecki. And again, you got to look at the board. All these guys in this league pretty much already drafted tight ends. It was going to come down to like one or two guys to draft another tight end. The one guy took Jared Cook. I get Mike Gasecki. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling myself right now. So, what we have currently is six receivers, a tight end, a quarterback, and three running backs. Now, I would like to take another running back here. I really would, right? We have three rounds left in this mock draft. I really would like to take another running back, but how am I supposed to be taking these guys? Ready? How do you expect me to take Malcolm Brown, Naeem Himes, Raikol Armstrong, Adrian Peterson? Like, I think I'm just going to leave this draft maybe I'll take a 14th round running back that's like um, uh, an upside guy in Joshua Kelly or Anthony McFarlane if they're there but I just can't take those guys when I see Preston Williams I see Nikhil Harry I see Michael Pittman I see Deshaun Jackson and I see Antonio Brown wink wink I might want to take him later on I think he might drop but right now I'm just going to continue to load up the wide receivers and it's going to come down to between Preston Williams it's going to come down Michael Pittman Preston Williams uh, these types of guys Nikhil Harry's down here Deshaun Jackson I actually do like Deshaun Jackson so I'm going to reach a little bit here to get Deshaun Jackson he might be there at the next pick um, so maybe you go Preston Williams here. So I'm going to go to Deshaun Jackson. So now I have seven receivers to my three running backs. Look, I get it. Running back depth is important. But at this point, the running backs stink. I really was shooting for a running back here right? At this pick where I took Jarvis Landry and Julian Edelman, the running backs were not good in my opinion. I didn't want Darius guys compared to the wide receivers that were left. The fact that Cam Akers and Kareem Hunt went off the board in the fifth, which they normally do go off the board in the fifth. The problem for me is that I draft with the last pick in the fifth. So honestly, the more that I look, about, look at this, starting with the first overall pick or pretty much anywhere else in the draft seems to be better than this 12th pick because a lot of those running back runs start to end and you have to be the person to start to take the wide receivers. And that's usually a bad thing in my opinion. So let's see how these final rounds roll up. We'll head back once I'm back on the clock with my last two picks. So I'm back on the clock with my last two picks. I don't feel the need to take a backup quarterback. There are good ones left. Jimmy G, Jared Goff being top 20 quarterbacks left for me. I don't feel the need to take a backup tight end just because it's a 14 round draft. Again, if this was 18 to 20 rounds, I'd be taking a backup quarterback. I'd be taking a backup tight end. I would have probably taken a running back earlier on because there's just no running backs left. Let me give you an update on where the board is right now. Dallas Goddard, Chris Herndon, uh, Blake Jarwin, Ian Thomas, all top 20 tight ends that are still on the board for me. My only top 20 quarterbacks are Jared. Goff and Jimmy G looking at wide receivers Denzel Mims Curtis Samuel Antonio Brown Alan Lazard Hunter Renfro my best available Robbie Anderson those types of names and looking at running back how am I supposed to take a running back right now I'm going to take one here in these last two picks and also a receiver but Adrian Peterson Giovanni Bernard Malcolm Brown Joshua Kelly these running backs just flat out stink the fact that Derrick Henry just got an extension I'm not going to go to Darrington Evans I don't really feel a risk there Um, but I'm going to probably go to Joshua Kelly with one of these two picks hope that he beats out Justin Jackson and gets the Melvin Gordon role uh, with the Chargers. And I think there's a decent shot that happens. So I feel okay with that. And then my last pick is going to be a receiver. So we're going to leave the draft with four running backs and eight receivers. I'm fine with that, especially since I trust my first three uh, running backs, but I'm looking at it. Antonio Brown's still on the clock. I think I'm just going to take him and take the risk, right? Uh, Denzel Mims or Antonio Brown's Mims has a ton of upside. Antonio Brown's issue is like, if he does return, I think he will, he's gonna have to be suspended for like five to six weeks, or at least that's what people say. But there's a real chance just like Tyree kill that he only sees like zero to two weeks of his suspension. Uh, you can say with that what you want. But for fantasy football purposes, I think I'm going to take Antonio Brown here and then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go and take uh, Joshua Kelly just to finish this draft off. If I didn't want, like if I wanted to actually not, if I didn't care about how many running backs that I had. So let me find Antonio Brown and make sure that he's actually not taken. There we go. If I didn't care about like my running backs, I would go ahead and get a ninth running back t- or our ninth receiver to three running backs here. To be honest with you, like I like Denzel Mims. I like Hunter Renfro. I like Curtis Samuel. I like these names a lot more than Joshua Kelly, but just for the purposes of getting depth and I'm not taking like Adrian Peterson. I'm not taking like Frank Gore here or Devonta Freeman, those dusty options that are left. I'm taking a guy who, in my opinion, actually has upside. I also see another name on here who has upside, Jarek McKinnon. So now that I'm thinking about this, Jarek McKinnon might be the option for me ahead of Joshua Kelly. Uh Jarek McKinnon in that San Francisco 49ers offense, obviously Um Kelly going to be a rookie running back coming in to compete with Justin Jackson. So let's just go McKinnon here, spice it up a little bit. I do like Jarek McKinnon this year. Uh He looks good based on his videos, but we'll see once he actually gets a chance on the field. So that's where I'm at right now. Let's look over the whole team real quickly. And then we shall leave. So just looking over the whole team, we start Miles Sanders, we go to Josh Jacobs, right? So um I'm in this column right over here. I will zoom in so we can move it a little bit. You see right here above my head, we go Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Allen Robinson, David Montgomery. Jarvis Landry. And then we go in the run of receivers, right? So we get three out of first four picks of running backs. Ideally, I would like to pick a fourth running back right around here somewhere between my third, fifth, and even sixth pick. And then just not draft the running back again, because you can see my options after that were terrible. Uh, but then we go into the wide receiver run. Landry, Edelman, Will Fuller, Marvin Jones. I like all of them. We get our quarterback. And then I just take Kurt, Christian Kirk because he literally dropped like two to three rounds. So value there just built in. Mike Gusecki drops to us based on our just looking at the board and seeing that other people probably weren't going to take another tight end. And then we finished it up with a couple of back-to-back receivers. Deshaun Jackson should be the wide receiver one out there. So in the 12th round, getting a wide receiver one feels really good. Antonio Brown for the upside that he can possess, as long as he just plays at some point this year, and he should play at least 10 weeks if he does. And then Jarek McKinnon over Joshua Kelly to end it out. Again, if this was a, a deeper draft, yeah, there's still options on the board. There's still a ton of wide receivers on the board. Like we haven't even touched like the Steve Sims, Randall Cobb, Hunter Renfro, Alan Lazard range. And those guys are obviously all on my radar. So appreciate you being in here for this mock draft. Thank you so much. Hit that like button right now. and the big subscribe button if you would for me. It's totally free and supports this channel a ton. If you watch the whole thing, let me know in the comments and be sure to leave a review on the podcast for your chance to win $50. Again, you probably, you might have a 50, 50 chance this week. Not a lot of people are leaving the reviews as of late. Um, We have some weeks where people leave like 15, 20, some weeks it's like one or two. So it really depends on the week, but you could have a really good chance of $50. Just leave a way for me to contact you. That is the Sal Vetri show on iTunes to leave the review and get the Supreme Draft Guide. The rankings I use today to build this team, just in general, the tiers, all those things, player profiles, databases, everything that you need to have the best information heading into your draft. is just $10 linked down below. Thank you to Monkey Nightfight Fight and my work on the Supreme Draft Guide. So thank you. I will see you all in the next one. Stay safe out there and peace out game.